Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 100 of the Walk with Ethan Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Black. And today, this is going to be the final episode of 2023 as we are kicking off the new year here in a little bit. But yes, the, thank you for listening to 100 episodes. And today's episode, we're going to talk about the shows from Friday, December 29th for today, December 31st, New Year's Eve. And before we get started, so GCW after, does have another show tonight, Aftermath. This is their last show. I think they do it go right into New Year's Day. So I will talk about that on the first episode of 2024. That's Friday, episode 101. So just give you a heads up there, but we'll just jump right into it. We'll kick it off with the Friday, December 29 shows with uh, Stardom's Dream Queendom. This is basically like their version of Wrestle Kingdom. So opening match was a 6-1 tie. We have Mayu Amasaki, Azua Anaba, and Yasuki Demi Hanago, Saika Kakara, and Reina Yagami. I submit to one size we have Rolling Arrow and a fatal four-way uh tie team match. God's eye, Saki Kachman, Amy Sore, defeating Saki and Yue Miss Mori, Queen Quest's Lacey and Hina, and the R Star Chimps Doll Demondos, May Sakura, and Tekla. At submits and 25 seconds via blue thunderbomb. Didn't. Eight woman tag team match. We had stars new blood tag team champions, Hayden and Saida, all with the IWGP Women's Champion Mayu Itani and Asuki defeat Oitai's future star champion Marina, Starlight Kid, Rurokan Fugan Def at 10 minutes and 55 seconds via Moonsault. And a six woman tag match. We had seven ups Nene Takahashi Nyu, Tian Wadazumi defeating High Speed Champions May Surrey, Mir Shirokan and Zuri at one minute and 41 seconds via one second X. And for the Gosh Astarum Toss, the champions Aphrodite, Yutami Hayashis, and Sai Kamatani, defeat Oitai's Mo Watanabe and Natahiko Tor at 16 minutes and 22 seconds via uh, Torture Rack Bomb. For the New Japan Strong Women's Soul, Julia Retainer Mag Bane at 17 minutes and 2 seconds by TKO via Bond and Net. For the Wanderer of Storm Tall, Saryanu defeating the champion Mirai at 24 minutes and 43 seconds via Japanese Ocean Suplex. And the Maven for the vacated World of Storm title. Micah defeating the 2023 five-star Grand Prix winner Susan Suzuki at 20 minutes and 39 seconds via Michinoku Driver 2. So from this show, I would say watch the 7-up Azumi versus Mesara, Shirako, and Suri. Sick woman tag match. God Stardom. And then the four title matches. Those are the ones I recommend checking out, but that was Stardom. Now we'll go over to another promotion we're going to start talking about on the show. This is Actress Girls. And they had their final show at uh, Cork and Hall. So we a six one tag but we had update plus a Kinamic, Nazagawa, Shoetsuki, and Sakura Mishusami, Naho, Yamada, Noru, and Yu Tansuki at nine minutes and forty six seconds. And an eight one battle great Sasasuko de Chia Oba Kari and Mahiro Shahara Mi Naomi Tagagi Nine Arahara and Reason Elements in thirty four seconds. And a tag match with Tipens, Asai and Masa Masushi Divi Dado Shudai's Koa, Awadi, and Maru Buddy Squad Kage at Elements 37 seconds. 8 1 tag team with Chika Goto, Irie Yamanaka, Natsuki, Iroiku, Fuganaga, Divi Allen, Bulldozer, Todoroki, Cat Mask, Kaogo, and Chaki, Elements in 38 seconds. Natsumi, Samakawa, Divi Kokoyo, Elements in 57 seconds. In the main for the AWG title, the challenger Mariah Divi Champion Michael Ono. To win the title at 16 minutes and 28 seconds. So that was uh, Actress Girls. Then we go over to. 
and XT Love. This was a best of episode. So they show four matches. The first one was from the April 7th edition with the women's tag team match. We had Dean Palmer and Sal Walker defeating Lash Legend and Lacariot. Sorry, Tajarka Jackson. Then from the June 9th episode level up, Nathan Frazier getting one over Tavon Heights. From the August 8th episode, JC Jane getting one over Karen Petrovic. And I mean, from the October 13th episode, Axiom defeating Riley Osborne from that show. And then we're going to go over to uh, SmackDown. This was also another uh, best of episode, kind of like what they did on Raw. So I'm not really going to go like move from basically what I did with the Raw, just the matches they aired. So they only aired four matches when so the, the they were both from Crown Jewel and WrestleMania this past year. So the first match they showed were from was Crown Jewel Soul Sokoa defeating John Cena. The second match was from the main event of Night One WrestleMania for the uh Unspeed Titles to Usos to Vegas, same as in Kevin Owens. The third match they showed was from uh back to Crown Jewel for the United States Ravens to defend against Logan Paul with Logan Paul win the title. And the main event of the show from night two of WrestleMania for the Undisputed Universe Tell Roman Reigns retained over the 2023 Royal Rumble winner Cody Rhodes. So that was uh, SmackDown. Now we go to AEW Rampage. This is the second night of uh, New Year's, but this is by the way the final Rampage of 2023. So we can go with a recap. The event from this past Wednesday involving the World Touches, Rick Stars, Big Bill, Don Cowsfield, Chris Jericho, Steve Guevara, Sting, and Darby Allen. So Jericho <clears throat> makes his way out of the ring. He tells how Guevara quit the Don Cowsfield and had they attacked him, which Jericho helping him with Sting and Darby helping them. He hypes the eight man tag match of World's End and said this was the first time ever that he's teaming with Sting. He said after the no holds bar match earlier in the year, Sting called him and said, I don't like you. But I respect it. If you never need anything, he has his back. He had that Sting was a man of his word that he has Sting's back too. Jericho said before the match, he had some things to work on Sammy Kavar and calls him to the ring. Kavar comes out and Jericho said that Orlando loved him and he was a big fan. He added that they had a great match at Arthur Ashe Stadium in September. But instead of celebrating together, Kavar turned out and joined the Don Callis family. Jericho said he wanted to know why face-to-face and man-to-man. Guevara said it was hard being in Jericho's shout and Jericho had done it all. He added that somewhere along the line he started blaming Jericho as the reason Guevara wasn't where he wanted to be. Guevara said he felt like he needed more that Jericho was holding back him back, but in reality he was holding himself back. He says time he starts blaming others and look at where bust his ass and become the man he knows he is. Guevara said him and Tamo just had a baby, but with congratulations, and he was out with a concussion, so he had a lot of time to reflect, and now he knows he is the man he needs to be. He said he should have been the good friend that Jericho was to him, and then apologizes. Jericho accepts the apology and offers his own. He said he knows he can be controlling and can push in a different direction, but he's been a fan of Guevara's time from the start. He said he had him inter- in the inner circle, Jericho appreciating society, and so much more. And it's him with him now. He said he helped him because, you know what, Callus was a ne- manipulative son of a bitch who leaves who leeches, sorry, on Yontel that doubts himself. Jericho said, Gavar is not that guy, and he'll always believe him, and always will. He said, after the eight-man tag, he still has a guaranteed World Tag Team title match, which is true. Then he asked Gavar to reunite late sex gods and be his partner, and Gavar hesitates, but eventually, eventually embraces Jericho. Well, since I've told so basically there's stuff going around about him. Uh, honestly, I'm not going to fully talk about because I don't know the full story, so I'm just, but basically if you've seen on social media, then, you know, I'm talking about, other than that, I'm not going to bother talking about it, just I don't have enough evidence. Basically, it's just type of social media, but I honestly, I not gonna talk about. 
Anyway, uh, we get a video of recap. It FTR's altercation House of Black after saving Derek Garcia and Matt Menard this past Saturday on Collision. Then backstage, Renee began interviews Garcia and Menard, and Renee noted it was a bumpy road that Garcia was able to score three points over Brody King in the Continental Classic. Menard said it was the biggest win of Garcia's career in Crown why the House of Black did what they did. Garcia said he was tired of guys coming in and thinking they could run over them. He said it not be today, tomorrow, or next week, but they will get the revenge. Then we go to the opening match of the show. By the way, on this rampage, we had three matches on the show, which was actually kind of nice. It was a quick watch. Ruby Zoho goes one with Marina Shafir. <clears throat> Masters with a lockup, they exchanged several reversals in the court where Ruby took Shavir down with a hair pull before Ruby escapes to the outside and was confronted by Nala Rose. Uh, back in the ring, Marina took her down the legs and followed with a series of kicks. Then Harley came in to distract Shavir, giving Ruby the, the advantage. With Shavir on the outside, Harley Cameron's Ray approaches, but we're around up by Nala as we get a commercial break. We come out for break. Ruby has the advantage, but Shavir re retaliates with a clothesline and a kick to the chest, both with a backbreaker and a takedown, followed by a chokehold and another kick for a two count. Shavir jumps on the apron, but was pulled down by Nyla. Cameron jumps on Nala's back, but Nyla flips her over and then chases Soraya over the barricade in the crowd, which Shavir gets distracted. So Ruby hits the no future kick for a two count. Ruby misses a dive off the top row and Shavir falls with a kick in an attempted choke hold, but Harley distracts the referee allowing and Shavir's allowing Ruby to roll up for the win at 5 minutes and 13 seconds. This was okay match. I guess one 5 out of 10. The backstage Don Callis is with the Don Callis family and the tag teams Big Bill and Ricky Starks and they, they all took turns hyping up the E-Man Tag Worlds and as we go to commercial break, then we come back for break, Renee interviews Will Nigel Chris Statlander and Nigel requests Don want to clear the air with Statlander, but the rumor Stokely Hathaway has been spread. Both proclaim mutual respect to Stokely enters the area, and he asks well why took so long to save Statlander on Dynamite, and this leads Stoke to make a match between both ladies on the World Damn pre-show, which that's been... So originally they wanted to do a tag match, but basically Stokely said no and made a one-on-one -on -one match, which when we get to World's End, I will talk about that match. Then we go to our second match of the show, the only tall match on the show, a... For the ring or pure tall, really your defense against Matt Seidel. So both men exchange change to Matt wrestling starts his match before Seidel rolls up Yuta for a two count. Then Yuta chops Seidel and Seidel falls with a kick. Yuta sweeps the legs and goes for a two count with his feet on the ropes, but Seidel kicks out. It rolls up Yuta for a two count. Seidel hits a roundhouse kick, leg sweep, full by stadium for a two count of his own before Yuta gains the advantage as we go to commercial break. We come out for it, Yuta maintains the advantage before Seidel ducks the clothes on, hits his being kick, and regains the advantage with a series of kicks. Seidel hits an air raid crash for a two count before he misses the top row dive and Yuta counters for a kick of his own. Both men trade strikes before Yuta hits a German suplex for a two count before Yuta gets another two count dismount of an ankle slam. Yuta grabs a submission hold by Seidel reaches the ropes for his first rope break. Yuta hits an open hand strike by Seidel counters with a high knee and a roll for a two count before Yuta takes another series of elbow strikes and rolls him up in the seatbelt for the win and retain the title at 9 minutes and 34 seconds. This was actually a really fun match between both guys. I just won 6 out of 10. Note the match, Danhausen comes out, points with the fourth judge, and notes that Yuta has cheated, so he used to squall for him, but Yuta attacks him and told him to kiss his ass. So he continues being at Danhausen until FTW champion Hulk makes the save and clears Yuta from the ring. As we saw at the match, was promoted the FTW rules match on the World Damn pre show, or Stuart, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Then we had a recap of Samojo and Edo World Champ MJF losing the World Tag Team Ring World World Tag Titles to the Devil's Henchman on Dynamite, followed by Joe's post-match attack. Then both men hype up the top match of Worlds. And then we go to our main event, Trios Action, Best Friends, International Champion, Orange Cassidy, 
Rocky Romero, and Trent Barreto versus top flights Darius Martin and Dante Martin and Action Andretti. So Orange Cassidy and Action Andretti starts the match with Cassidy rolling up Andretti for a two count with Andretti doing the exact same thing. Cassidy falls on the draw game, moves Andretti to the corner before him and Trent Barreto hit a double team move on Andretti and Barreto take over offense. Dante Martin takes him. They went back and forth with Barreto hitting with Barrett before Dante regains the advantage and takes in Darius Martin as both teams were well best friends ends up on the floor. So top line Andre hits a triple dive to the floor as we go to a funnel pitcher and pitcher break. We come after break, Romero screwing up Andretti as both men exchange blows before Romero takes it to Barrett while Andre takes it to Dante. And he hits a series of fast-paced offense before Dante gets a two-count off a flying cross body. Darius takes in top line hits moves on Barretta. And then Dante goes for the cover. Cassie broke up the pin. Darius picks up Cassie for a suplex, but Cassie carries into a stun dog millionaire. Dante drunk kicks Cassie as he fell into a German suplex from Darius. The Romero tips size bread, but he blocks it and Dante takes him down. Top flight and Andre hits moves on Brad with Andre hitting Springboard 450 splash for a cover, but Romero and Cassie broke up the pin. As both teams go back forward with, uh, with some offense moves before Romero takes it, and he got laid with a half Nelson drive from Dante Martin for the win at 12 minutes. In 54 seconds. This was an excellent action made event to close out the final rampage of 2023. I give this one a 7 out of 10. And then all the teams basically separate to close out this the final rampage. Overall, I'm not a I mean quick watch. I mean I think it was only like 50 minutes, I believe. But if you take away commercial breaks, I give this one a six out. Honestly, just watch the mate. That's the only match I recommend checking out. But that is AEW Rampage. And then we'll go over to the Saturday, December 30th shows, and we'll kick it off. We're going to stick to AEW as we go over to the AEW's final pay of the year, World's End. So we had, so we technically had 13 matches, which I'll get to the 13th one in a bit. But we start with the pre show as we go to the opening match Chris Statler versus Will Nightingale. So Will hits a spine buster for two gun, falls with two of three Migos, goes for the third by Statler, reverses it. So Statler went for her own three Migos, but Will reverses the third. Statler gets Will in electric position, drops her face first on the mat. For nine Gil comes back with a pounce, hits her with a Campbell in the corner, falls with depth by drop for a two count. Statler hits a slam, followed by a pair of scissor kicks for a two count of her own. Goes to the top rope, but Will cuts her off, and then power bombs her on the ring apron. That was a cool spot. Nine Gil hits a missile drawing from the middle rope for another two count. Will went for Babe with the power bomb, but Stout carries into uh, Saturday Night Fever, but Will slips away and carries a pin for a two count. Stout puts Will down with a distance lariat before Will avoids a 450 splash, but she connects with a lariat. Nightingale hits a Babe with the power bomb for a close two count. So, falls with a second one, and that one puts Stout leader away at 13 minutes and 29 seconds. This was actually a really fun match to kick off the pre-show match. I just wanted eight out of Besides that little, uh, like botches there, but that that still didn't take me out for the match. I thought this was a really great match. I just won eight out of ten. Don't have to match Tokyo. He hasn't disappointed since they canceled the Martin television show. I got a laugh of that line. And then we basically get, and then we get a field package on the return of Serena Deep. She was showing a straight jet about how she'd been isolated. She said it takes 10,000 hours to become a master. She was escaping the straight jet while her training the ring. It's just, she is, I am, she is ready. I am pretty pumped for this for her to come back. I mean, it's been over a year on high for her to come back. And we get basically 
uh, packages on TBS Tall Match and the Miro for Andre Idolo match. Both on top of the field, but the three do I did have to talk about. And then we go to the 20 man uh, TNT number contenders battle world where the winner gets shot anytime. Basically, it's almost like Buddy the Bank, but for TNT. Uh, so the 20 men are Ash Andre, Darius Martin, John Silver, Alex Ryder, Dark Order, Dan Housen, Rapunky Vice, Rugby Bear, Trebra, Lance Archer making his return, Kill Switch also making his return, Don Castle. Uh, Christopher Daniels, The Butcher to Play, Join TV, Lee Johnson, Sir Pentacle, Brian Keefe, Kip Sabin, Mabinar, Angel Parker. So, Big Man, Lance Archer, and Killswitch were like lying on ringside, and say to basically until half the field was eliminated. So, Archer returns to the ring, eliminates Menard and Daniels, and then Archer eliminates Romero onto, as he threw over the top onto Daniels, and then Andre does that while his ball is spot, basically, he grabs out his spot and basically like Chugs it while crashing the bottle. So him and Darius got eliminated from Archer. And basically, we get down to the final four was Killswitch, Lance Archer, Dan Housen, and Trent Beretta. Dan Housen and Beretta eliminate Archer, and then they hug, and then Beretta eliminated uh, Dan Housen, and he got booed. By the way, we were in Long Island for this show, so Trent Beretta being from New York. So we're down to Killswitch and Beretta. Trent hits a knee, hits Killswitch a running knee and pair of draw kicks before Killswitch rises with a choke set. Beretta pulls the rope down, causing Killswitch to fall over the top rope, but he grabs to save himself. Both men end up on the apron, and Killswitch hits him with a knee strike, and it drops him with an elbow, and Bra falls off the apron, and Killswitch is your number one contender. It gets to win at 13 minutes and 51 seconds. I mean, battle rounds are just there. I give this one a 5 out of 10. But yeah, that was the... And then we go to our welcome main event of the pre-show for the FTW title under FTW rules. Hook defense against Wheeler Yuta. So before the match starts, Yuta heals on the line on the crowd, basically making fun of him. And then so Hook was done and starts his match for Yuta pulls out a trash can from under the and hooks and hook blah, 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 hits Hook with it to take uh control. So Yuta stops and glares at Taz. And then before Hook comes with a shot, but Yuta quickly gains control, picks up two count watcher back in the ring. So Yuta hits him with a stop sign, sets up a trash can in the corner, and hits a center on the hook for a two count. Hook reverses suplex and hits a Norlight suplex for a two-count of his own. Goes for a red run by Yuta escapes and hits a German suplex, but Hook shot right up and returns to favor. Yuta shots up and hits another one. Hook pops up and hits one of his own. Yuta bites the forehead of, bites the forehead of Hook before Hook hits a fisherman suplex for a two-count. Comes up with a high cradle suplex into a trash can in the corner for another two-count. Goes for red run for the second time, but Yuta falls back and slams Hook into a trash can. And then he hits a DT for a two count of his own. Hook rolls to the floor. And Yuta rolls to the other side and returns with a board. Hook pulls out a hockey stick from underneath the ring and trips Yuta. So, and somehow the stick actually broke in Hook's hand. So he brought a piece of it inside the ring, hits Yuta with it, and locks in the red rump with the assist of the hockey stick for the submission win and retain the title at 10 minutes and 18 seconds. Fun little made of it, quote unquote, made of it pre show match. I just want a six out of 10. So honestly, from the pre-show, I said just actually I'll do my overall after, but I that's pre-show wasn't too bad. A harmless little pre-show. And then we'll go over to the main show. As we can go with the eight-man tag team Connell Classic participants. Basically, it's it's like the mix, it's basically blue league versus gold league, pretty much. Well, it would exception Brother King. Anyway. It's Blackpool Comedy Clubs, Brian Deals and Clyde because the team of Mark Burst going to Derek Garcia. So, uh, sorry, all of these were pretty much mixed. 
as Danielson, Claudio, and Garcia came from the Blue League. Well, Mark Bresch came from Goal League. Going against the Jays, Jay White and Jay Lethal come from Goal League. Rouge also come from the Goal League block, and Brody King come from the Blue League block. So Danielson goes for a, does his yes kicks, but on the final one, Jay White, on Jay White, when Garcia takes him in the match, Garcia enters the ring, sees students dance, but he ducks the shot from Brody King, and he comes over to bat boss man slam. So Brody and Daniel end up at ringside, and Brody slams Garcia on the floor, and it gets Matt Menard's face, and then Pi face him, and Menard stones as you want to go. And then he's a one douche and calls him a bitch, which I actually got kind of got a laugh out of. So Garcia got isolated by the heels before he makes the take to Mark Briscoe. And he does some offense on Jay White before Danielson runs up Bruce on the floor. Mark hits a neckbreaker up the apron to Jay Lethal. Gets back on the apron, hits a Cactus Jack elbow drop on the Bruce before Brody and Claudio were the legal men. Casanova hits Brody with a series of rapid fire uppercuts. Goes for a suplex, but Brody blocks it. Claudio escapes. Uh, Brody's suplex is didn't cover the boot to the face for hitting a vertical suplex. Goes for the cover of Rush broke up the pin. Lethal and Garcia end up in the ring together. Gar- Lethal caught Garcia in a figure four before Briscoe broke up with a froggy ball elbow. And we get big moves from basically everybody gets their moves in spot before that ends with Garcia hitting Le- Brody with a sale suplex. Lethal goes for lethal injection, but Garcia avoids it. It rolls him up for the win at 17 minutes and 16 seconds. This was a really fun opening match. I just won 7 out of 10. Then after the match, Mark Briscoe encouraged Daniel to do his dance, and they all did it together. And then we go to our second match of the show, on the main show, Andrade El Elo goes on with Miro. So Miro hits Andrade from behind. And then Miro is dominant in exchange for CJ Perifor. Andrade comes back and dumps Miro over the announce table. Then back inside the ring, Miro suplexes Andrade before El Elo comes back and hits the moves off of the move up to the floor. Then rings Mir- ran Miro backwards in the ring, steps in and hugs Perry. Andrade does his moves on Lanto's feet and it falls with a steady moves for a two count before Miro comes back with a big kick and then yells game over. So locks in the game over, but Andrade's arm slips away and reaches ropes to break the hole. And then so Miro yells at CJ for cheer him. Andrade caught Miro with a drag screw leg over the middle rope before Miro blocks a kick from Andrade. Hits him with a back L for a good two count. Andrade applies to figure eight, but Miro immediately rolls over to reverse it. Andrade gets on his back and maintains the figure four before bridging into the figure eight as Perry reaches out and pulls Andrade's arms to break the hole. Andrade looks at Perry in disbelief and got laid out with a uh, Machka kick from Miro, then locks in the game over and gets the submission win at 15 minutes and 12 seconds. Honestly, this was a good match. Honestly, this match for me went on a little too long. I think they should have cut five, six. This did not need to go 15 minutes. Honestly, this, this should have been like a Nine ten minute match at the most. <laughs> Excuse me. And then after the match, Miro blows a kick. Sorry, Perry blows a kick to Miro, and he just looks at her before he gets on raise. Leaves the ring. He's thrown Andre's mask in the crowd, but he's small and set it down again. Then we go to our third match. Our next match for the women's hole. Tony Storm defends against Riho. Uh, oh, here we go. So Tony Storm hit a. Uh, body slam for a two count, but Rio goes for a cover. Rio slips from under her, goes for a body slam, but Tony doesn't budge. So Rio threw a pair of draw kicks instead, fall with a knee strike in the corner, then hits a bulldog for a two for a one count. So Rio kicks Tony's over, but she ducks at the ringside. Rio dives off the airport, caught by Luther, and he passes her to Storm. Then he body slams her on the floor. Tony brings Rio back into the ring for a two count, and then Storm goes after the lower back and walks on it, and then. 
Tony Storm locks into Texas Cloverly, but Riho reaches the ropes, but Luther pulls the barber back, so referee Rick Knox caught Luther and Jackson from ringside. Riho bows back with a series of overtracks, hits Storm with her version of the 619. Goes to the top where hits a crossbody for... Goes, sorry, hits a crossbody with Storm, pops up. Riho picks up Storm, drops her before Sonar Lord back for a two kill. And as Storm hits the Storm, so goes for a goal, Riho steers with the referee and kicks out the last moment. Rio picks up a couple quick two counts, then goes for the middle, both pulled down by Tony, pulls her over back, and drops for the DDT for the win and retain the woman's title at 11 minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, not again, another not a bad woman. So this was kind of predictable. I just won five out of ten. That to match Ryan May walks the race and carried a bucket and it pulls Rose Pound out of the bucket and showers Tony Storm with them and holds the Rose and she leaves. And then we go backstage. Lexi here is with Dante Martin. Dante says he's doing good, but he needs to do great. He said, Go, he get, go get in the pin the six feet tag match on Rampage and nearly pin a champion. The international orange guy shows me he knew this is going. Dante said that Cassie has to respect it, which I can say at the end, but he needs his title. So Cassie's home to take it on Dynamite this Wednesday. Then we go to Swerve Strickland versus Dust. This was originally supposed to be Swerve versus Keith Lee, but Keith Lee got pulled by Dodgers due to uh, injury. See, so before the match starts, Swerve draw kicks Dustin while he's on the apron. Wins the ring, so it ran Dustin into the ring pose and the ring steps. Hits him with a running knee against the ring, and Prince Hound pulls out Cinderblock, places Dustin's leg on it, goes to the apron, looks to the ground, hits the Swerve Stomp onto the Angle of Dustin. So we see a few referees and trainers tend to Dustin. And he turns back, face right, and swears smile. And most of Dustin get in the ring. So Dustin limps with help from the referee, rolls his eye, and then demands to start the match. So the match officially starts with Swerve going right after him. Hits him with a dropkick in the knee. And then Swerve got Dustin. So he position on top of turnbuckle, goes for a suplex, but Dustin blocks it. So he hit butts him off the top rope and then hits a crossbody for a two count. So Swerve threw a kick at the back of Dustin's knee before Dustin catches with a kick in the destroyer and a fall by Parson for a two count. He puts him in the position for his shattered dreams, but Prince Nana climbs on the apron and protests. So Dustin hits the shattered dreams with a very distracted, then knocks Nana off the apron before he puts Swerve down with a crossroads for a two count. Swerve hooks Dustin's bad leg around his neck before throwing punches at him. He reaches the ropes to break the hold. Dustin gets up and gets Swerve's face while telling him to come on, motherfucker. So Swerve kicks Dustin's bad leg. And then Dustin, on one knee, flips him off. He's doing a double burp, spits in his face. And then, so Swerve hit him with a couple uh, house calls. Pulls his arm behind him, uses his foot to snap it. Goes to the top rope, but hits another Swerve stomp to put Dustin away at 9 minutes and 28 seconds. I'm going to get this one to 6 out. I mean, technically, it does not really need to be on the show. But my like about it, it's like Dustin was... No, it's on the... I don't know. Honestly, this really didn't need to be on the show. I'm glad it was on pay-per-view, but this really didn't need to be on the show, to be honest. But it was still a fun match. with one 6 out of 10. And then we go to our next match, the other 8-man tag match. We had 8 world tenders, Ricky Starks and Big Bill, and the Don Cowles family. Kanosuke to Kesha and Paras. By the way, Takesha is replacing the Ring of War TV Jim Kyle Fletcher in this match. The way it's like sex, guys, Chris Jericho, Sam Guevara, Darby Allen, and Sting. So Guevara and Takesha serves his match up, and Guevara tells, tries to tell Kesha he didn't be allowed with Don Kels, but Takesha blows him off. Jericho tags it, and 
and Ray says God strike their post. Before Denver tries to receive an avalanche helicopter, blue thunderbolt from Nikeshta. Hobbs tags him and works over Darby in the corner. So Sting makes a hot tag and Ricky starts as an uh, old school move. Well, and then Charles hits him. And then tags out. Jericho tags in and hits a code break on Big Bill. But he knows so Bill picks up Jericho and slays him to the mat and then threw some punches up before Jericho catches him with a boots in the corner. And a Hobbs takes it, hits a spine buster on Jericho, falls over the power slam, hoists up Jericho again, but Darby runs it and springboards onto Jericho, dies him on the powerhouse Hobbs. The Kesha comes in and hits a double German suplex on both Darby and Guevara. Sting takes it and puts locks to catch in the Scorpion Deathlock. Don Callis runs with the bat, which Sting lets go of the move. So Callis flees around without doing anything. Jericho puts Hobbs down, or locks Hobbs in the walls of Jericho. Sting replies to Scorpion Deathlock on to catch them. But Ricky breaks up both submission holds. Ricky catches Sammy with a spear for a two kill. Starks goes to a rainbow show, but Guevara slips away and super kicks him. So he hits him with GTH, goes to the top rope, and hits a shooting star press to get the win on Ricky Starks at 15 minutes and 42 seconds. Fun, not a bad six, ten, sorry, eight man tag. Again, this went on a little too long. This did not need to go 15 minutes. I just want six out of 10. And then we go to another tall match for the TBS tall Julia Hart defense against Abaddon. And so Abaddon hits a cutter before uh, we get a hilarious chant of this is spooky, which I did get a laugh out of that. And so Julia rows back with Suplex Abaddon ringside. Jim Smalls rolls her back, rubber dots Abaddon back in the ring. And Marines in control to Abaddon bites her arm twice. Abaddon threw a couple clotheslines and hits double knees in the corner. Hits a code breaker. Before Julia counts on Abaddon, who's on the ropes, but Abaddon bites Julia, who backs away and was checked on by the referee. Sky Blue runs out and threw Abaddon off the ropes, but they get right back up and went to ringside and pulls Blue from underneath the ring and rubs her up. Abaddon hits Blue with the knee to the face. The heart goes to the floor and hits Abaddon from behind. Slams the back of Abaddon's head against the side of the ring steps repeatedly. Rolls her back inside the ring, goes to the top rope, hits a moonsault, lands on her feet. I'm oh, sorry, hits a moonsault, my apologies, and gets to win. And retain the title at 11 minutes and 57 seconds. Another fun TBS. This wasn't bad. I mean, the crowd was kind of dead for this. I just wanted 6 out of 10. And then we go to the TNT title line under no disqualification rules. Christian Cage defense against Adam Copeland. I did like where Copeland did pay tribute to his WrestleMania 22 hardcore match with Mick Foy. I thought that was actually a cool uh, callback. So Christian Cage gets on the stage, but uh, Copeland runs in the cage on the veil on stage. Then he brings Cage to ringside and runs to the barricade before Christian takes a drink from a fan, drinks him, and slams the can on that forehead of himself. So uh, Copeland tries to stop on Christian's head on the ring, but Christian moves. So he hops the barricade, walks up the steps in the crowd. So Copeland follows him. Nick Wayne follows him and goes after Copeland, but he puts him there with ease. Then he went to the top of the section and jumps off the barricade of the guardrail onto both Christian and Nick Wayne. So Adam, sorry, Copeland brings Christian back to ringside, jumps off the barricade, and clotheslines him. Then in the ring, he basically works a warm in the corner, threw punches at him, goes for a spear, but Christian sidesteps him, and shoves him for the ropes into the ring post, causing Copeland to crash to the floor. Christian has Copeland's head on the ring, steps when he slumps the back of his neck, rolls him inside the ring for a two count. Christian pulls out a candle signal underneath the ring. Once he gets back inside, Christian hits him with multiple candlestick shots and he uses Kenton to choke Copeland. 
Christian was over Copeland, drove the candlestick into his neck for a two count. And it looks in the camera, blows a kiss. As Nick Wayne was back at ringside, Christian had Nick Wayne slide two chairs inside the ring, places the chair over Copeland's back, neck, and pose. Sits on the chair while locking at Boston crap, but Copeland powers up and then Christian releases really and kicks his back to slow him down. Christian gets a middle run to one at Copeland, but he ducks it and takes Christian down. So Copeland slants the candlestick over the back of Christian's head, works him over with it. They locks it cross face, but Christian reaches for the ropes, or reaches for the rods, but Copeland takes it away and uses the wall applying for the cross face. Then Copeland pulls out a ladder from under the ring, places the chair in the court over the middle turnbuckle, then sends Christian's face into it. Both men find up on the ladder once he was near in the corner. So Co- Christian slams Copeland's face on the on the rung and hits a Santa foot power off the ladder for a two count. Then he pulls up uh, two sets of tables from underneath the ring, sets them on the floor. He tries to suplex Copeland from the apron, but Copeland fights out of it. He runs throws for a spear, but Chris, sorry, Nick pulls Christian off the to spare him. So Coleman goes to the floor and hits Christian with a counter stick in a chair. Back inside the ring, he slams the chair over the back of Christian, hits the impaired DDT onto the chair. Copeland puts Christian in the position for Kajero at any more. Rather for the second but Nick runs it and took it away. Christian low blows him and rolls him over for a two count. Christian sits for a table in the corner of the ring, tries to spear him, but he leapfrogged him and threw a chair at Christian twice before spearing him for the table. And that was actually pretty. Uh, close spot goes for the cover, but Shayna Wayne pulls the referee out of the ring. So Coleman would go after Shayna, but Nick hits him from behind and hits Wayne's world. Rolls him back inside the ring where Christian hits the kill switch, no pun intended, for a close two count. Christian and Nick, uh, basically they go to the table ringside and light up with lighter fluid. So Christian told Copeland to go fuck himself. So Nick lights the table, but Copeland avoids where Christian had a mind, spears him. So he goes back to Nick and power bombs him off the apron. I'll start the flame when I, I got a little head myself. Copeland pulls the lighter fluid out of some more and reignites the flame. So Copeland power bombs Nick off the um the aim for a table. They didn't fully get all of it. So I think Nick, not trying to be funny here, might have a burnt ass as Shannon cries for her son. So Copeland returns to the ring where Christian run over to hit Copeland with the TNT title. But Copeland kicks him in the balls and hits Christian with his own move, the kill switch. To win the TNT title at 24 minutes and 40 seconds. And by the way, this is the longest match on the show, by the way. This was excellent. I just want an 8 out of 10. And then, so after the match, Coldplay celebrates with the TNT title. And then Killswitch, like Luchasaurus, enters right behind him. And he clotheslines him from behind. And then chokeslines him onto the TNT title. Sets up a chair and chokeslines Coldplay onto the seat. Then he pulls out his contract for a TNT title shot. What's about the referee before Christian returns to the ring and told Killswitch to give it to him? He whispers into his ear, and he hung his head like a dog and handed over the contract. So Christian signs it and hands it to the referee. So we get a rematch for the TNT title. And Larry Christian spears him and regains the TNT title at 12 seconds. I feel... I mean, I, I'm not a big fan when people win a, basically the Dusty Fish when they win, and they literally lose it right back. But in this case, I I can make exceptions. So this is actually one of the exceptions. I seen people a lot of people on Twitter actually like saying this was WCW booking. Vince Russo's back, except I saw a lot of comments. In this case, I probably would have said the same thing, but honestly, I could give this a pass. But the no DQ person, my only but I, I gave heels, but Nick Wayne was a little too much for me, but I get it why. But I still liked it anyway. But and then Christian regains the TNT. So Edge only held the title for I think officially like three minutes. And then after the match, basically, the 
Pinkertree was uh, patriarchy. Sorry, I don't know what I said first up. We're all celebrating on top of the ramp, and then fans cheer for Koba getting helped by trainers. But overall, that whole match, that was great. Like I said, the no DQ park is an 8 out of 10 for me. And speaking of, as we continue great matches, we go to the finals of the Continental Classic. John Moxley, the winner of the goalie block, versus Eddie Kingston, who won the Blue League, determined the first Triple Crown, that, sorry, North American Triple Crown champion, which is the Ring of War World title, the New Japan Strong, Opal and Tile, and the Continental Classic title. And I seen the sun of the title, and it actually looks like a fucking belt that you create on, created belts on 2K23. And Brian Nelson was on commentary for this match. So Kingston went for an early, blah, 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 early toe by Suicide and went over the top of Moxley before his head hit the barricade. So Kingston gets back in range and Moxley is a German suplex. Kingston holds his head as he rolls to the floor. So Moxley falls and puts him down with a paradigm shift. And then he return, Kingston returns to the ring. Moxley throws a kick that Kingston uh, stubs. So he saw him fire chops on Moxley in the corner before he blocks a forward strike with his arms. And Moxley pounces on and hits a power drop for a two kill. Both men trade chops in the middle of the ring. Moxley gets a barrel and flips off Kingston. And he fires back with another chip, uh, chop. So Kingston flips off Moxley. Kingston knocks out Moxley with a back fist, but he couldn't make the cover. So he got in the corner and does the machine gun chops, paying homage to Asudo uh, Shikajima. Welcome, a motherfucker. So Kingston hits the DDT and then places the crowd. Moxley comes back with a cutter, but Kingston hits him with another back fist. Moxley bounces off the ropes and hits Kingston with a lariat. Kingston comes back with an like bomb for a two count of his own. Moxley puts, sorry, Kingston puts Moxley in the choke and reverses the throw elbows at his head. He reapplies the choke hold, but Moxley slips away and caught Kingston in the choke of his own. But Mox, uh, Kingston slips away momentarily and Moxley reapplies the hold. Referee checks on Kingston's arm, which dropped twice, but he held up for the third time. Moxley goes back to the choke while Kingston was on his feet. As Brian is yelling, I come to for Moxley to drop down, but Kingston fell forward to the ropes, give, and then Moxley uh, flips off the fans, then approaches Kingston, who hits him with another spinning back as Moxley stares at the referee Kingston goes for the car, but got a close two count. Kingston puts Mox down with another no like bomb for another two count. Both men got up and traded strikes. Kingston carries with another spinning back fist for the win and become the first AW Triple Crown champion and to win the first ever Continental Classic at 17 minutes and 10 sec at 16 seconds. Sorry, another excellent match. Honestly, I like this match a little bit better than the TNT title match, but both matches are so good. I give this one a full 10 out of 10. These guys never had bad matches. I mean, I, I can't do it. This is one of the matches I recommend checking out. And then after the match, uh, Bryce Rimmer gives Kingston the Triple Crown titles. And then Kingston and Moxley get to their feet and they hug. Moxley leaves the ring and Kingston whips over at the titles. And then he pays homage to Mac. And by the way, I forgot to mention at the top of the show. Yes, unfortunately, we had some two wrestling deaths this week. Matt Kurt, who passed away at the age of 26. He was a wrestler in the UK. Most wrestle for Ref Pro and Progress. Way too young to pass away. So my condolences go to Matt Kurt's family and friends. And then the other uh superstar that passed away was uh Killer Khan, who is 76. He just passed away yesterday. So my condolences go to his family as well. That was it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we go to our main for the eight over world title MJF defense against Samoa Joe. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
So MJF pokes Joe's eye early and puts the boots to him in the corner. Joe regains control and hits a leg drop MJF's bad shoulder before he fires back with right hand chops and went after the throw with his left hand. Uh, Joe went after the back on the offense as he goes for a muscle bust, but MJF escapes lands on his feet. So Joe charges down, but he pulls the top rope, causing Joe to tumble at ringside. Joe returns to the ring and was caught in the inside crowd for a two count. Goes for another quick pen test and continues to get two counts. He plays to the crowd and he singles for the kangaroo kick. Goes for the move, but Joe stuffs it and sends MJF over the top rope. Tries to skin the cap with Joe, boots him off the ropes and down the ringside. Hits him with a tope suicide as MJF grabs his left shoulder after tumbling to the floor. Back inside the ring, Joe hits a death valley draw for a two count. Then hits three suplexes for a cover, but he puts his foot on the bottom rope. Joe stood over MJF while his head went spinal. Joe goes for a move on the apron, but MJF stuffs it. But Joe hit butts him and hits a muscle buster. <clears throat> that drops MJF on the back shoulder of the apron. MJF rallies when he turns the fruit punches of Joe while standing on the middle rope, bites his forehead, jumps off the middle rope, and doubles up to Joe's uh, left elbow. But by a two count off a heat seeker, then he, he locks and he saw all the earth on the bat arm and used some wrist tape. But Joe slips out and wrenches MJF's bat over submission hold as Adam Cole encourages MJF to reach for the rope. So he eventually does, gets to the feet, and Joe locks the sleeper hold. But Joe, MJF shoves Joe into the referee. He low blows and goes to the middle rope and hits it F5. Goes to the cover, but the referee slowly crawls over, but Joe kicks out the last second. So he has Adam Cole for the diamond down the ring, but Cole struggles to find it and eventually passes the MJF, but Joe calmly continues to catch as the referee checks on MJF, which fell three times. So he calls off the win, and, and Samojo is your world champion at 17 minutes and 52 seconds. Really fun match. I just won an 8 out of 10. And after the match, Cole runs out of the ring, tries to get MJF pepped up. He is about to speed as we the Devil's Crew show up a ringside. He helped us crutch, but he was taken down by one of the masked men. The other two take down MJF, and now one help with a chair as Ben and your baby both bleed to take Churchill for each other as the lights go out. As the lights turn on, Cole was in the chair with the foreman set behind him. The room of the match with Roger Strong, the Kingdom, and Warlow. MJF spoke to Cole, but he got laid up by the Kingdom and Roger Strong. And then basically they all attack MJF and lay him out to close out the 2023 World's End. Overall, not a bad show. Uh, overall, so I'm going to give this one a six and a half out of ten. Only matches I reckon is Will Nigel for Statlander, the uh, BCC Garcia Marpers versus the Jays King of Roosh eight man tag, the TNT title match, and the Kano Classic in the World Title. But that's all I recommend checking out. <laughs> Excuse me. And we'll go over to GCW's Nick Gage Invitational 8. 8th annual. So, uh, quarterfinal matches. First one is a triple threat. Muscle in which to be Emery's Rice and Sierra. Other uh, triple threat semifinal match. John Wayne Murdoch to be Jacob Fatu and Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, Mio Extreme defeats Shane Mercer. Who substitute for Daijo Wakamatsu at 7 minutes and 2 seconds. Uh, final quarterfinal match. Fontel Jack defeats Side Club. They first of two semifinal matches, John White Brother Moslimovich at 8 minutes and 21 seconds. Mew Extreme to be followed Jack at 10 minutes. Our only non-tour match, Fatal Six Way match, Jordan Oliver to be called Roddick. Grinky Local, Extreme Champ Georgia, Mike Bailey, Mr. Danger at 12 minutes and 12 seconds. And the follows Mew Extreme to be John White Murdoch at 7 minutes and 18 seconds. So that was GCW. And in Big Japan Pro Wrestling in Cork and Hall. Six minutes out, we have Asma Kodaka, Yuku Mato, and Kenkara Ishino to meet Tatsuhiko Yoshino, Kota Sukafura, and Siki Adino at eight. Six minutes and one second for Iron Man. Six minutes out, we had the Hashimoto's Daichi and Kasuski team of Hayashi Kamatai to beat Yokohama Shirt. Six minutes out, Yasmin Nakanoi, 
Royohama and Kazumari Yoshida, a 10 minutes and 20 seconds via Brain Buster, 6 minute tag match with Project Habits, Demonji So, Lane Buster, Tampasa, <coughs> defeating Shihiro Iri, Desasuke Sakimo, and Misaki Mahiro, who substitute for Yo Oyagi, at 12 minutes 35 seconds via Firebird Splash, 8 man tag with Negro Butcher, Akira, Green Phantom, and Satsu Jin, defeat Yokohama, 6 minute tag team, Kazumari Kitayuta, Adul Kabashi, right, Ido Masa Takahashi, a 9 s 12 seconds via Reverse DDT, for the junior retail in a card to be champion Kaji Tomeo, 11 26 via pinfall. So we had an impromptu match, a junior retail number one contenders match. Tetsuhiko Yoshino to be Kota, Sekifuda, and a mid 39 for roll up. For the big Japan tag titles, Crazy Lovers, Masai Takata, and Takomi Tetsuyaka Mono, defeating champions Astronaut at 20 minutes, 10 seconds via a high angle backslide. <coughs> in the main event, in a death match, I wait Illinois Street Fight. Madman Pound defeating Chibi Yuki Ishikawa at 7 minutes, 17 minutes, 36 seconds via Tombstone Pile Driver. That's Big Japan Pro Wrestling. Then we go over to uh, Oz Academy, another promotion we're going to cover on this show. We had a tight match with Sen Hoko Kato and Kakori Yamano defeating Mika Yuki and Car Hero at 12 minutes, 32 seconds Kolo and Skate. For the Pioneer Tower Triple Threat match, the Oz Academy Opoid Champion Akino defeating Ram Kachao and Champion Azuz. Oyagi at 8 minutes and 8 seconds via Frankensteiner. Do it. We end tight match with May Sakura and Momo. Hanasano defeating Haru Masano and Sons at 12 minutes and 8 seconds. And the Survival Showdown Aussie, uh, Oz Academy Opoi Town Normal Contenders match. Mio and Yamato defeating Tespa Kakariaki, Ryu Nizunami, Ryu Yamashista, Sorinu, and Kohaku at 36 minutes and 17 seconds via JK Bomb. And the main for the Oz Academy Tag Team Titles Champions H115 Jaguar, Jaguar Yokota and Niyama Osaka defeat Team 200 KG. That's Chihiro Hajimo and you at 18 minutes 35 seconds. Via Scarlet Trap. So it's Oz Academy. And now we'll move on to Ice Ribbon's new, new Ice Ribbon number thir- 1,319. As we kick it off with Mesa, Kegar, Devine, Asuria, Susan A, Vice Mission via Bosscraft, 5 minutes 24 seconds. Segment, Yagana, Devine, Serena, at 5 minutes 46 seconds, for a double, running double knee attack. Non-title match, the International Ribbon Tag Teams, Queen, Valkyria, and Champion Yuri, Devine, Totoro, Tatsaki, and Mayhew, Ashida. At 9 minutes and 36 seconds via pinfall. And the main event tag match with the Ice X Infinity Champion, Abuki, Hayoshi, and Yappy. The theme, Kaho Matsushita and Tatsun Kana Umino at 13 minutes 27 seconds via Running Star. So is Ice Ribbon. And now we will move on to today's show, the New Year's Eve, December 31st. And we'll start off with All Japan Pro Wrestling's Mania. And we can go with a six-man tag team match. We have astronauts Dakota Moore and Fabi Abe. Team of Black Miranda losing to the Gaora Television Champion or Tanaka. Nuriki Doi and Koji Yamato at 9 minutes and 18 seconds for Heat Clutch of Minorense. And Dakota Mori's last All Japan Pro Wrestling match, it's a six-man tag, as him, right, Guhana, right, anyway, defeating Koji Doi. Kama Ararashi and Mitsuya Nagai at 8 minutes 49 seconds via Axe Bomber. 
and tag match we had Yuma Oyagi and Yoji so Yoshi Yoshitatsu. Wow, can't believe I can't talk today. Defeating Suji Ishikawa and Ren Abe at 7 minutes 31. So he's a Japanese leg roll clutch. And we found out after the match that Yoshi Taju has to wrestle his last match in all Japan Pro Wrestling. <clears throat> and speaking of Suji Ishikawa, he'll be leaving at the end of January as well. So, man, we're, that's like four stars for losing at all Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, uh, Shaver first champ, brother first brother match battle. The world chat. Team Champs and Battle of the Sato Brothers. Jun Sato defeating Ray Sato at 12 minutes 6 seconds via front hook kick. And in tag match, we had Kashira Tokyo Japan and Suzuki Tanabaja defeating T Hawk, the former G Rex champion. And the returning Ashiro Ashino at 15 and a half minutes via Eichmann slash on Ashino. Then in tag match, we had NXT's Charlie Dempsey, who was challenging for the Triple Crown Heavyweight Tall on January 3rd. Timo Yuma ends up defeating. Tatsumi, Fujinami, and Leona at 8 minutes 48 seconds. Bice match will be modified STF on Leona. <clears throat> then it, excuse me. Tatsumi match in Team All Japan Pro Wrestling, Azusuke Oyagi, Arise and Hayato, losing to Team DDT, that is that is DDT's 37 committee, that is the DDT KOD, Oboy Jim Yuki Ino, and Toy Kojima. At 13 minutes 46 we WR on Hayato. And then for the Junior Way Tall, the 2023 Junior Battle Glory went out Dan Tamara, defeating the champion L. Lundman at 17 minutes and 3 seconds via powerbomb. Then semi-mavent 6-man tag we had Minoru Suzuki to return, Japan return of David Boy Smith Jr. and Hokuto Amori to being all Japan Pro Wrestling TV 6-man tag champ Suwama and Hakaruso of Evolution. <clears throat> Timo Hideki Suzuki at 15 minutes and 47 seconds via Bulldog Bomb on uh, Saito. And the Maven. For the Triple Crown Heavyweight Tall, this is a rematch from Noah Dream back in July. Katsuhiko Nakajima retain, retains over Kento Mihiro at 25 minutes and 51 seconds by submission for UC Armbar. That is an excellent match. By the way, I recommend checking that one out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Did we go over to Ice Ribbon? Uh, internet. Sorry, Ice Ribbon's Ribbon Mania. As we kick it off with a six-woman tag, we have Momo Tenai, Siri, and then a four-row Kawa defeating Yuki Sakara, Mayuki Koyak, and Yu Anahawa at 11 minutes and 47 seconds. Do we have a Siri Ashino defeating Yuki Yamami, a former three sides for Shy Wizard, and Tats match with Yappy and Akari de defeating Siri and Tetsukine Umino at 13 minutes and 25 seconds via Choke Skull Slam? <clears throat> Didn't Tats match with Samaka Yanagawa? And Masakagawa defeating Toro to Satsaki and Asuka Fukikai at 9 minutes 13 seconds via Belton. Here we have Yamato defeating Hemkaro Hoshi at 12 minutes 13 seconds via Sia no Yuri. Semi made for the International Reverend Tag Team Talls, the uh, challengers Curry and Mayu Aishida defeating the champions Queen Valkyria at 15 minutes and 24 seconds via Ni Kohashi. And the main for the Ice <coughs> Affinity title, champion. Akuba Oyashi defeating Kahio Matsushita at 25 minutes and 4 seconds via a burning star. So that was. Uh, Ice Raven. And then close out this week's show. Like I said, GCW will be double on the first episode of 2024. We have New York DDT and Big, and Big Japan Pro Wrestling out of promotions are doing a six man tag team tournament. It is completely uh, random. So the rules are there's 10 minutes on a draw. If it goes to a 10 minute draw, we will have a overtime. It will be a one count fall rules match, which is actually kind of smart. So we overall, originally there was nine matches made, but 
I'll get to it, but overall we had 11. So all quarter quarterfinal matches. First one was Harshima, representing DDT. <clears throat> Koja, Suki Foot representing Big Japan, Yuji Ino were also representing DDT, defeating Takashi Masa, Akira, who was substituted for you, Oge due to uh, Oge having a fever, and Koi Amato at 7-6-6 Samato. Second quarterfinal match, Katsuka Hayakuchi, Yasumi Nakanoi and Kohei Kenyoshisa defeating KOD Tachi and Soma Takato, who substitute for Chris Brooks. Kazuma Yoshi and Transium Hiroshi at 6 minutes on 6 via Blockbuster. Third quarter final match with Yuki Nai, Hayoshi Kamatani, and Minoru Suzuki versus 6 minute Tachi and Densuzuki Dino, Daji Hashimoto, and Aikyo Aidaka ends at 10 minute of a draw. So we go to a rematch under one count balls rules match, <clears throat> basically overtime match. Where Naya, Suzuki, and Kamatani do get the win over Dino, Hashimoto, and Hadaka at four minutes and 45 seconds by Smith via sleeper hold. <clears throat> and then our final quarterfinal match to see Endo, Desasuke, Sakimama, and Fari Abe defeating Hadaki Okatani, Yuki Ishikawa, and Brian Su at six minutes and three seconds via Mankatami. Our first up two non tournament action <clears throat> Project Havoc, Damachi So, the Big Japan Junior with him and Nakara, Lane Bowser, Tenbasa defeating. Kazuma Kitayota, Kazuki Hashima, Kazuma Sumi, and Ryoka at AMS 37 Splash. First up, two semifinal matches Harshima, Koda, Suki Fuda, and Yuji Ino defeating Kazuka Hayaguchi, Yuzumi Nakanoi, and Kohei Kinoshista at 5 minutes 46 via Iron Man. And our other semifinal match Yuki and I, Hayoshi Kamatani, Mero Suki Fitose, Endo, Dasaski Sakimoto, and Fari Abe ends at 10 minute lemon draw. So we go to an overtime match where basically you had score one count. Where Endo, Sakimoto, and Abe do get to win at mid 20 via Larry on Kamatani. And our other non tournament action in six minute tag match, we had Dakota Nomura, Abdul Kabashi, and Keikara Hashino defeating KOD Opoi champion Yuki Inoue, uh, the extreme champion Katsuka Hara, and Antonio Honda at 13 minutes and 32 seconds in modified schoolboy. So the finals of this six minute tag team tournament to see Endo Dessas. Desuke Sakimo and Fari Abe defeating Harshima, Koda, Suki Fuda, and Yuji Ino at 13 minutes 32 seconds via Burning Star Press. So, by the way, yes, uh, the finals didn't have a title. It was basically during the quarterfinals of all set to a draw. But that's a show for this week, guys. This is our final episode of 2023. Uh, let me host you back. Like I said, I'll be back on Friday for episode 101, the first episode of 2024. We'll talk with the usual stuff. The shows from Monday for Thursday, talk about the GCW Aftermath show from tonight, and also. My top 30 matches of 2023. Happy New Year, guys. And have and stay safe. Don't drink and drive. And have a good week. Stay safe.